PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by FXR Racing and, of course, Racetech. And you hear that in the background. That's Dallas flipping through pages. That's no worries. That's my guy, Dallas Dunn. In studio today, we're going to talk about Hondas. But first things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATV, street bikes, dual sports, whatever you got. They have low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. Man, it's easy to see why you guys should be going to keyforinktesting.com right now. Click on that RMATVMC banner on my homepage and then order your parts, get them shipped promptly. Even with this post-COVID, I guess we can call it post-COVID now. I think it's done. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't haven't got yelled at for not wearing a mask in a while. But nonetheless, they will get the parts to you ASAP. No questions asked at a reasonable price. And what that does when you go to my website and you order those parts, that helps us out on the back end. Gives us a slice right now because my gimpy ass ain't riding, and that helps us out and gives us a little piece of what you guys are purchasing. And it keeps my wife happy, and that keeps me happy and uh, keeps me and Aiden out of trouble. Dallas wouldn't know about that because he's not married, so uh, maybe he will be one day. But uh, you married guys know what I'm talking about, so thank you for doing that. We appreciate it fxrracing.com fxr gear even got helmets this guy in studio actually is a convert is that a word convert converted converted <coughs> excuse me converted to fxr uh use the code kkmx35 to save 30% that is a hefty hefty discount capital k capital k capital m capital x 35 and that'll save you 30% off anything over on fxrracing.com. Give it a try if you haven't already. Great gear. Looking forward to shooting my stuff. I was going to shoot it before I got hurt, but now we're going to shoot it at the end of this month. So that will be out uh, end of July, first part of August. So looking forward to you guys seeing that. And, of course, Racetech, Racetech.com. This is, they're so cool. We're not even going to talk about Racetech. We're going to talk about another suspension company today in this podcast, but... Nonetheless, Racetech has smart people working there, great human beings, and you know what? They do great work. They do great suspension, engine services. I just did a Kawasaki Racetech article that's up on my site right now. You guys can go check that out. I just got a couple emails about that. Very comfortable stuff on the KX. My buddy Vaj has been ripping that thing, and he says he likes it. So go check him out, Racetech.com. If you guys want a discount... Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you guys a discount and uh, get you guys moving smoother down the trail or the track. And you know what, Dallas? Can you name some uh, some of my advertisers around the show besides the ones I've just ripped off? <clears throat> Screen printing done. Screenprintingdone.com. They do the shirts. Good job. You mention my name, you get 10 free shirts when you order a dozen. Oh, I thought it was 10. You get 10 <clears throat> free. Yep. 
right. uh, of course, you got Power Motorsports. You want to get a Yamaha KTM Kawasaki. We're not going to talk about those bikes today, but if you want one of those, go to Power Motorsports. Email me. I'll get you in touch with those guys and get you a good deal. Works Connection, Ride Engineering. This guy, you have a, you just got a van, Chevy. Ford. Uh, Chevrolet of Colleen. You should have got a Chevy van. Yeah. You're just a new I man. got a Chevy truck. I got a Chevy Okay, well, then you got to go. So I'm still Chevrolet in. of Colleen, Texas. You guys want to get a good deal on a Chevy, hit me up. Pro Taper, 6D Helmets. Saved my kid's ass the other day. Oregon Old Timers Association. In conjunction with the Old Timers Association, there's a lot of races going on. You can go to OregonOldTimers.com. And if you're old and you want longer motos, you weren't there that day, but we all rode one at Glen Helen here this year. It was really fun. Pretty mellow. Lots of cool people to hang out with. And you had 17-minute motos. I want to do some soon. Right. Uh, ScreenPrintingDone.com. Of course, Dunlop MX3S front tires, MX33. That's my love. Do it up. Dunlop tires. Plum Creek Fund, do you want to refi your house? Or you want to get a loan for your house, Dallas? You're pre-approved already. Yeah. How long does that last? I'm not sure. It's been a year now. I think you're done. I think you got to get re... Yeah. Re- you got to go up. Well, my credit's better now. Oh, well, then... I'm waiting. Uh, Zach over at Plum Creek Funding can help you out. So uh, if you need his address, or you can just go look at PlumCreekFunding.com and check them out and uh, refi your house. Trust me, good rates right now. And last but not least, Blood Lubricants. You're a fan of blood. I love it. Scorpion or a Pro Series? I'm using a Pro Series. That's, my, that's what I'm using the test bikes. Clutch life's better. Engine temps are uh, cooler. And if you guys listen to these commercials, you guys will hear all about it. So how you guys doing? That's the reads. We're done with that. We're going to talk about a little smorgasbord of red bikes. So Honda CRF 450-21. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about 22 CRF 450. I know they're not out. We Actually, they are out at dealerships. We haven't got them ourselves in the media world, but I do have a little inside scoop. I may or may not have a little inside <laughs> insight on those bikes. Um I can't talk about the 250, so don't email me about them. Don't ask me, Dallas, about the 250 because I can't tell you anything. Well, you already just let, let something out of the bag. Well, no, I'm just saying I can't say anything. I don't even know what's going on with it. Yeah. So don't don't ask. Don't ask. We could talk about the 450 because that's it. out there. Um, <clears throat> but I brought Dallas in because not only has he ridden my test bike, uh, but he also purchased one himself. So he bought a 21 for 11.7. That's his nickname around these parts. <laughs> Eleven thousand dollars and eleven thousand seven hundred dollars. That's a uh, lot. How's that going? Now I see a used one going for like eleven ninety nine used. Really? Yeah, it was on MX Locker. So you can actually make money off your bike. Yeah, I could. I don't want it though. How long are you gonna keep your bike? <clears throat> uh, I want at least two years. Okay. And so then, you're every every two year guy. Maybe three on this one. Okay. Um. So we brought Dallas in to talk about. We just sent our stuff into Factory Connection. Um, I know you guys, uh, Race Tech is a sponsor here, but I get a lot of emails about Factory Connection, and I'm a pretty fair dude over here, so I like to try all different kinds of suspension companies, and I figure, why not try Factory Connection? Because when you think of a Honda, most of the time you think of the Geico Hondas, Factory Connection, so let's see what kind of settings they have, because let's face it, this 21 Honda CRF 450 is lagging in the suspension department. It's really soft. Uh, When I first got on it last year, I was like, holy crap, it's way too low in the stroke. It exacerbates the rigid chassis of this bike. So we wanted to address some of that, and uh, we went to Factory Connection, and they set it up for Dallas, 
And, again, Dallas is just your normal blue-collar dude, goes races on the, well, you try to ride once a week. Yeah. And then you race sometimes. Yeah. You're like the fast house theme. I'm holding off on racing until World Vets. Oh, you are? Yeah. Why? <clears throat> What's that What's that about? Just trying to, I'm trying to take it easy. My arm's still pretty tender. So, yeah, you had a bad get-off. Tell us about your get-off. I broke my upper humerus, the uh, radial head. I broke it into a few different spots. Got a plate with nine screws. On your Honda. On the Honda. Right. Stop flicking with that paper. All right. <laughs> uh, he was racing a swap moto race, and uh, a dude decided to cut over and get into a line, and, and basically you T-boned him and high-sided over him, right? Not really. I It was my fault. I I, I double-tripled out, and he just double-doubled-singled. Right. So I caught him really quick, and our line just kind of came together. Right. And hit his back wheel, and I just so got toppled over. three months off? Um, let's see. I think it was five wow. off the bike. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's been over six now. Okay. So I've ridden like nine times. I already raced once. Raced once, and that felt okay racing? Yeah, but I got, I'm I'm out of it right now. So arm pump, working, hands cramped up. Working 12s? 10s. 10s? Mm-hmm. Gnarly. So a lot of my listeners can relate to you. Works a lot. Uh, spends money on a new bike every two to three years. And maybe slightly disappointed in the Honda were you slightly disappointed in this bike when you purchased it? I was bummed out about the whole ECU setting, you know, thing. And then right. suspension was whatever. I figured I'd just ride it until I can get it done because... Are you the type of guy that buys a bike knowing that you're going to get suspension done anyway? Yeah. Have you ever purchased a motorcycle and just be like, this stuff's so good, I'm leaving it? No, I've never really purchased a motorcycle and said I'm going to leave it stock no matter what. I want to, like, mod things, change things, customize it. So suspension's definitely... On that list, the top three, li- top three uh-huh. for me. So this was good. Yeah. So we took the suspension off, sent the factory connection. But before we get into what what they did and how it worked, I want to rip off some things about the twenty two CRF four fifty R. So they're just arriving in dealerships now. Uh, there's not a lot of changes, but the changes that were made to the suspension, which are all in valving, the spring rates are the same. But uh, just for me and. Um, like I said, I haven't ridden it in the media world, but the valving is a little bit beefier. The the overall, I guess, uh, stance by Honda for 22 was just, hey, we need a little bit more holdup, and that is a fact that we needed that in 21 because that will help that chassis feel. If you guys have this Honda, it's definitely a better CRF 450, no, no doubt about it. Friendlier. Um, track toughness, if you guys are familiar with that term, you guys listen to this podcast, it is better. But the track toughness isn't as good as a, a, a maybe a Kawasaki or even a Yamaha. There's a lot of things about the bike. Again, suspension is soft. The chassis is rigid. And, uh, and I understand why Honda goes to a softer setting to try to mask the stiffer nature chassis. So, But if you go too far, like I feel like they did in 21, um, I feel like it makes the chassis feel a little worse because you're always constantly loading that fork and shock, and then it snaps back, and then it creates this huge energy that just either goes left or right. So it's what we call in the testing world deflection. There's a lot of deflection in this chassis. and uh, So before you guys all are like, oh, my God, my bike is deflecting. I need to get my suspension done. Some of that is in your chassis. So you will never completely get rid of it, okay? So before I give you some tips on your bike, I'm going to read down some things that I really like that helps this bike. 
But I'm going to tell you guys right now, you're never going to go to a track, or I should, say, I should say tracks, and be like, man, I have all of this comfort in this, in this Honda. Honda isn't built for comfort. It's built to go fast, um, and it's built for more performance-based. And in order to feel that performance, you've got to go up to a certain level of speed or weight, okay, to really appreciate what this Honda offers. Uh, it corners excellent. Has great power, has a lot of rear-wheel connection, but it needs help in some forgiveness in the chassis, and it needs help in the suspension department, which we'll, which we'll talk about. So um, the 22 CRF450 is better in that aspect where it's going to hold up a little bit better for you. The ECU has been fixed. Um, what Honda sent out there when they did all of these uh, ECU reflashes basically was a 22 setting. I think you may have that in your bike. I have the twisted map. Okay, so Jamie built that for you. Yeah. Um, but if you do like an OEM reflash at your local dealership, basically you got the 22 CRF 50, CRF 450 uh, reflash. So uh, if you're buying a new bike, that's what you're getting cleaner. Um, I know a lot of you guys are fouling plugs, and honestly, <laughs> I've never heard of that in a four-stroke until all of this shit started coming up. Um, I always thought that was a two-stroke thing, and then I started getting more and more emails about Kiefer. I'm fouling my plugs. I'm fouling my plugs. I'm like, what is going on? So I've talked to a couple engine builders, um, and they said, and I've tried this, go to a hotter plug, which is a 9. In 21, Honda went to a 10, NGK 10. You can put a 2020 plug in there, a 9, and it will help that problem if you're having that problem even after your ECU reflash. Like, I can't tell you how important it is to get it reflashed if you haven't already. It really helps the bike out. It runs cleaner. doesn't feel so lethargic. Uh, you Maybe your Fallon plugs, it will not do that. So there are some things that you can do that are cheap, a.k.a. spark plug. Try that, and maybe that will help you and get you down the road, and you won't be freaking out over email. You know, I, so. Yeah, I still want to get my map reflashed just for the map one option because it's still crappy. Right. Um, there's always a vortex. Yeah, I think maybe. I know that's expensive, right? Yeah. No, I think I. I'm Let me explain the vortex it. situation to the people listening out here too. So, <clears throat> it's it's a thousand bucks, right? If you think about it, it's eight hundred dollars for the for the box, a couple hundred dollars for the maps that will get loaded in there. Whoever Jamie or Chad, those are the two guys that I trust. Uh, it changes the bike completely, and. Most of you guys out there are thinking, oh, I don't want it to be faster. It's not about putting this box in and creating a faster Honda. It's about creating a, a wider, more usable horsepower or engine character, and it makes the bike feel a little bit lighter, makes it feel more connected, gets rid of some of that uh, blubbery or I call rich feeling, dirty feeling off the bottom. And, yes, it does make more power, but it's super connected to the ground. It's amazing. Well, that day I rode your bike at Glen Helen, they had the Vortex on it with the FMF. Yeah. That thing was so smooth. It was it smooth. on. It's deceiving. Yeah. Like, people get on, like, oh, I was expecting all this hit. It's not. So, the good thing about a Vortex, and I don't get paid by them, I just know how good the box is in a lot of these bikes that I try. And with the Honda, it's important to me if I really wanted to ride this bike a lot, race it, and do the things that I would want to do, I would like to have the box just because I can ride it harder um, than I can in stock form. So with the Vortex, like I said, you can come out of a corner, have more connection to the ground. 
Um, it doesn't have that, what I call jerky feeling. Do you still have that with yours through corners? A little bit. Yeah. So I just got to really try and tell myself to be smoother on my throttle control. Right. Uh, so the Vortex map by either one of these guys helps that along so you can roll your corners better. Uh, second and third gear, each gear is pulled longer. That is a benefit. And again, runs cleaner. It's very reliable. The benefit is to this box too is the resale value is insane. Let's say you buy this bikes or you buy this box and you spend a thousand dollars and you're like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm gonna sell my bike. Take your vortex out, put your stock ECU back in it, sell your bike, sell the ECU separate. You're gonna get six to seven hundred dollars out of that box. That's what's that's the benefit. Or you could keep your box if you're going to get a new bike and have it reflashed by someone else for your new bike. Because unless you're riding a Yamaha, most of all these other bikes are universal. You just need to get it reconfigured for your new bike. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I know it's a big lump sum, but for me, an ECU for a Honda is a better purchase than a muffler. I can see that, definitely. But it ain't going to go anywhere, Dallas. You want to know why? Because you can't fucking see it. Yeah. So it's not cool. You got to have the bling on there. That's sick. I want a Yosh. I want an FMF. Nothing wrong with it. But I'm just saying the Vortex is more practical and does more for you than a fucking muffler. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to buy a muffler, aren't you? I've been wanting one so right. bad. See? You're the fucking guy. <laughs> you're the fucking guy that I try to sit down and I go, dude, just help me help you. Like, you don't need a fucking muffler. I just want it so I can take cool f- pictures of my bike. <laughs> it looks good. so uh, It does. It does. And the, the FMF and actually smooths it out a little bit. It does. And I will say this. There have been emails to me, and I've seen this. Have you dented your stock pipe yet? Actually, I haven't. But I've seen many of them. A lot of them, yeah. Dented. Crazy. At the end. Mm-hmm. Random. I fell over a couple, quite a few times on that side. And right. I've gotten lucky. So the stock ones are pretty volatile, and they blow out. Like, dude, the packing, I had mine seven hours, and FMF put it on the dyno, and they wanted to check it when this this bike first came out. And they're like, dude, you're packing. There's no packing in it. And I'm like, it's brand new. They're like, yeah, there was nothing in it. I need to check mine then. Probably. <laughs> so if you guys have ran your stock muffler for a little while, check it because it probably needs repacked. Um, so that's another, that's another plus for uh, an aftermarket muffler. So I'm not saying you don't need one. Don't spend the money on one. I'm just saying the box is more helpful in that way. Um, all right, we talked about the ECU spark plug. I want to talk about a Venturi. You know what a Venturi is? No. Uh, air, air boot. Oh, yeah. That's the one Jamie was making, right? Right. So this is where I'm at with Jamie just started making. Jamie from Twisted, if you ever see me, you know, talk to me about Jamie. Jamie is Twisted Development. Um, he makes this Venturi that's 299 bucks. that broadens the power. And it's a carbon weave. It's, it's. You would appreciate this. It's bitchin' looking. Oh, it okay. looks cool. I'm into it. Okay. Uh, but it also really helps the power. Um, you get more connection. You get less herky-jerky feeling through your corners, and you broaden your power out. So with that alone, with nothing else that I've talked about previously, that alone will actually help your bike uh, be more connected and be smoother and easier to ride. The Honda... It's hard for me to talk about the Honda because I have a close relationship with Honda. I have a a little soft spot for a Honda. Like when I go out into the shop, I look at the Honda. I just want to ride it. 
I see your bike. I'm like, fuck, dude, it makes me want to ride. I watch Roxon. It makes me want to ride a Honda. I watch Geyser today. It makes me want to ride a Honda. But then I ride a Honda, and I'm like, I just, I don't feel. I don't feel that great on it. So it's powerful. I'm maybe getting older. Maybe I'd, I don't hang it out as much. But, man, it is tough to ride. When you have good conditions, soft dirt, the bike is amazing. So good at Paris and, like, State Fair, like, smaller corners, ruts. It's yeah, amazing. Really good. It's, I have Glen Helen, and I'm like, oh, you don't want to ride Glen Helen. That's what you tell me. I don't want to ride Glen Helen. Yeah, right. Because the bikes, it's not the best at Glen Helen. It's it's hard packs, fast, choppy. That's not where it shines. You got to be more precise when you're picking your lines at Glen Helen. So, that being said, I had some specs here, and I just got rid of it. So, um, uh, so there's some torque specs that you can do to make it a little bit better at Glen Helen. So. But if you guys are looking for a little bit broader of a power, um, this Venturi that Jamie sells, it's very easy to to put on. It's two hundred ninety nine bucks. It looks bitching, so it it satisfies. It check marks all the boxes for you, the cool dudes that want to look cool. It works good for my side of things. So um, for me, it's really good. If you guys can call Jamie over at Twisted and ask him about it, it's a good mod for your bike. So I'm gonna rip you down. I've had this up on my website, but I get. Oh, my God. You guys need to study some things on my website. People email me all the time. Hey, man, do you have, it's on my website, dude. Like, it's there. Everything is there. I think you need to rebuild. I do, and it, it's, in the, it's in the works. Yeah. But it's not that hard to it's navigate. It's not hard. To, it took me a little bit to find stuff, though. It took you a while to find the plus. Yes. Why? I don't know. I, I was getting. I was like, where the hell is it? <laughs> but I, I understand. Yeah. It. Like, it, should, it should just be there, right? If it... That's the problem about my website. If it's a little bit difficult, people More are like out. a drop-down menu on the left. Correct. That'd be sweet. Yes. And I have been to other websites. People, does my font bother you? No, the font's fine. They say it needs to be brighter. So, anyway. <laughs> it's not a website uh, podcast. But anyway. So, rear axle nut. Stock is 128 newton meters. Uh, back it out to 120. Uh, top clamp pinch bolts. There's four of those, right? Stock is 22 newton meters. Have you done this? See, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, Do you really feel a difference in that okay. rear axle? Let me rip these off. Okay. I'm going to tell you what this does. Please do. Uh, so the pinch bolts, 22 newton meter is stock. Uh, 19 newton meter is the magic spot. If you guys need a pin, hurry up, push, me, push pause, and get back here and rip these off. So um, bottom clamp pinch bolts, 20 newton meter is stock. The updated spec is 16 to 17. I would start at 17, see if you guys like that. Um, swing arm pivot, the nut. Stock is 88 newton meter. Uh, the updated spec is 81. Uh, front engine hanger plates, there's four of those. Stock is 26 newton meter. Updated spec is 24. Uh, the front engine hangers, 54 newton meter stock, 51 spec. Cylinder head hanger bolts, there's two of those, right? 54 newton meter is a stock setting. Go to 51. The cylinder head hanger plate bolts, four of those. 32 newton meter stock. Updated spec is 29. And last, very important, last one. Shock absorber upper mounting bolt. This is important. Stock 44. Updated spec 42. So I know you guys are listening to this and going, dude, it's two newton meter here, there, blah, blah, blah. But I am telling you, with... The modern era four-strokes, two-stroke era didn't really matter. There wasn't enough torque there, right? These fucking 450s put out so much torque, and it's 
twisting and binding when you're under load, okay? And even you guys, even you Jodies out there that can barely get out of your fucking own way, it actually helps comfort. The torque settings are there in your manual, are important. If you're going to do it due to the OEM spec, because that's important. Uh, if you want a little bit more compliance out of your chassis on fast, uh, choppy, rough tracks, that these torque settings are really good. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say you're going to feel it if you're, you live back east and you got ruddy, soft, grabby dirt. I don't think that you need to go to these settings, but if you have harder packed dirt, you really need to try this, Dallas. I really want to do it. So what you need to do, get to Glen Helen. You're not going to do this, but I'm going to tell you. You don't have a work day. Okay? You're just going to be like, oh, man, I want to ride today. Mm-hmm. Make your mind up for a test day. And people out here can do the same thing. I'm going to have a test day. Get to the track late. Get to your track late. Glen Helen. Noon. That's, that's plenty of time. That, the track's rough. Yeah. Ride your bike. Do a 20, 15, whatever. If you can't do 20, do 10 to 15 minutes, right? Hit those lines. Hit the rough lines. Go back. Take a break. Chill out. Back your torque specs off, okay? Make sure there's everything that you just ripped off here. Go back out. I am telling you guys right now, you will feel. And what I, this is what I feel when I have this setting. I feel more tire contact patch. So I feel like I have more knobbies in the ground than I do with the stock settings. If I can relay this into a podcast in, in words here, it's like having the knobbies float on top of the dirt a little bit with the stock setting. Like here's my pencil, right? It's very light. That's my knobs on the dirt with the stock torque settings. You go to these updated ones, and then you can see my pencil a little bit. I just feel like I'm in the dirt a little bit more, and I'm less loose. To me, that's important, on and off throttle. More so on throttle for me, because with the Honda, on throttle, it's like a boat coming out of the water, right? You you get the boat, it comes up. That's how I feel the Honda is. Like As soon as I accelerate, I feel like the bike, instead of squatting, it's almost like the bottom half of the motorcycle goes up, and I just don't have as much traction. With this torque settings, it calms that down. It brings the boat back down, right? That's my little spiel to you. I have been at Glen Helen 430 testing before. Yes. So, I mean, this sounds But not fun. with this bike. Suzuki. That could be worse, honestly. I feel like rigidity-wise, do you feel like Suzuki's worse? This, you're a good guy to ask this. Not really. The Honda's I, worse. No, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's good. At least you said you didn't know. I, I appreciate that. I think I would like to ha- ride both bikes because I th- the other day I was riding, I was like, I think it was at Glen Hill, I was like, I kind of would like to see how the Suzuki feels compared to my bike. It's similar characters because they both corner good. They both have stiffer nature chassis, but I do feel like the Honda is more compliant. Obviously, it has a better engine. Mm-hmm. Suspension, to me, is better. Yeah. So it's just an all-around better package. Is it is it as calm as a Cowie? No. And like I said earlier in this podcast, it's never going to be that way. So don't expect it to be. Um, something you haven't done yet that you need to do, put some pro-tipper bars on. Yep. Less vibration, more comfort. It's a game changer. I'm telling you. No, I really want to do that because I'm running the stock bars. Nothing against Paul. I love Paul at yeah. Rental. Great guy. But it's hard for me. I got to go back 
to the UK and see how they make these bars and really study these things. Cause I just feel like rental bars are stiffer nature bars. Well, are they, oh, is this, let's say if I put my twin wall with the cut crossbar, is that going to be st- still uh, stiffer than a pro taper Evo? Really? It'll be less stiff than my feeling bar. And this is feeling than your stock bar, but I'm still not a twin wall guy. That's a, that's a sturdy bar. Yeah. And the fat bar 36 has great, anti-vibration qualities, but it's stiff. So you'll get less vibration out of that Fat Bar 36, but it'll be stiffer. So it's give and take. Yeah. And Honda does vibrate. You don't know it because you ride it. It's like me when I ride the KTM a lot. I don't notice how much it vibrates till I get back on a Cowie or a Yamaha. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I've noticed that when getting on the KTM. Right. So the same thing with me on the Honda. I get on the Honda, I'm like, oh, God, I can feel it through my pegs and my, and my bars. Yeah, they ha- the grips. So the bars, the pro taper bars do help that, everyone. Um, if you are a, um, a muffler guy, a Kropovich is insane. Also most expensive, but also very, very good. Quality muffler. The packing lasts. Uh, smooth character. I rode it uh, after I rode Vince's bike. I rode it on a stock Honda, and it was amazing. Doesn't sound like gnarly, like a Yosh. But uh, to me, overall character is better. FMF is really good. You, you wrote think, it. You think uh, uh, Yoshimir sounds not as bad as the FMF as far as gnarliness. I think the FMF no, is FMF is louder. Loud. Yeah. Yeah. But you can run the insert that FMF gives you. This is the problem. Like A lot of people don't run the insert because they think it's a spark arrestor, and they don't, they're like, oh, I'm, not a, I'm not an off-road guy. But that helps back pressure people in some bikes. I'm not saying every bike. Like the, the FMF on the KTM, I leave it out. Doesn't want that back pressure. So, uh, FMF, the Yosh, and the Akrapovich are the mufflers that are good for this bike that I've tried. That I, have you tried the Pro Circuit? I have, and wasn't a huge fan. You can go up on my website, and I have a muffler comparison there. Did you even know that? I didn't. I haven't seen it. Wow. I usually see all the posts on Instagram go up yeah, about it. It was posted, Dallas. Okay. Too much time with Sandra. Maybe you need to go <laughs> on to keyforinktesting.com. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, again, the Wii comes with the insert in the Yosh. I leave it in. I get, uh, questions about that as well. Like, hey, should I take that out? Nope. Leave that sucker in. And also, if you can, that insert flies out. We had ours on our Wii fly out on you when you wrote it. Yeah, and we noticed a difference. Yep. And we put it back in, um, and I felt like it just has more connection. Um, with it out, it has a little bit more mid-range, but to me it kind of loses a little bit of bottom end. So make sure you blue Loctite that, that bolt that goes in there on that insert because those things will fly out. Um, you guys probably know about the chain recall. I don't know why we're talking about this, but uh, for me, when you guys buy a bike, chances are pretty high they don't come with great chains. So just buy a new chain anyway. And keep an eye on your sprocket bolts because those will back out and you'll ruin your, your hub as those start to back out, and yeah, I, I check them every time. I did notice our the, the new twenty one. They went to a beefier rear hub than the older bikes. The to help, help with any of that. Yeah, the twenty one from the twenty. Yes, correct. Um, and also, you wanted to mention you, we uh, we did a skid plate test, and Jay from up here in the high des he makes these carbon skid plates that are <laughs> insane. So good, really, really sano looking. Um, and he makes them for the Honda factory racing team. So. You know more about him than I do. So, how do these how do these people get reach this dude? Uh, I've been just been given his phone number, but only a couple of people have. CMT me. Composites. Yes. So, how do people get a hold of you? 
Get your email out there so uh, they can get his information. Dunnphoto at yahoo.com. Dunnphoto at yahoo.com. Hit him up. Don't hit me up. Yeah, hit me I up. I can get you an email or a phone number. Right. And uh, hopefully Jay's still making them. I haven't heard from him in a while. He should. He he might. I know he's making them for Honda. The team. So, right. Yes. So he's got to have some. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're cheap because I would assume they're not. Yeah, it looks. It's a solid piece. It looks really nice. And it's it's you know the quality of the finish too is holding up really nice. Everything is still super solid. Yeah, I just take it off every day or every time I wash my bike. So oh, you do. Yeah, they come with titanium bolts too and rubber mounts. So you ne- you don't. I mean, this is a stretch, but you don't notice any f- different flex character. No, putting it on. And that actually is a is a thing too, people. If you guys are wondering, some of these skid plates that you bolt on, if they bolt on a certain way without rubbers or something, that they can affect the flex um, of the motorcycle. I know I did some testing with Geico Honda. I remember that day. Yep, and they asked me about uh, test some skid plates. So there there is a difference in uh, in flex. But again, all this that I'm talking about could be. Uh, doesn't make a difference to you because if you don't feel anything anyway, you can just tell me to shove it up my ass. Who cares? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picky and I like to talk about this stuff. And if you guys are listening to this pod, chances are you're a techie dude like Dallas and I. So this is why I say this kind of shit. It's commercial time. Hang tight. We'll be back with the show in just a hot minute. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper 8 and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper 8 and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dumb sense of humor, bro. (laughs) ScreenPrintingDone.com You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell. You got an old bike? 
Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? Protaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible and so do power motorsports hit them up powermotorsports.com thank you so much for getting through these commercials i really appreciate it we're back with the show now all right moving on the suspension so when you got your bike you wanted a little bit more hold up yes you wanted some more comfort yes predictability yep and so dallas was kind of up my ass a little bit. Hey, can we get some suspension? I was like, yeah, let me figure out who we're going to use. Um, although Race Tech sponsors the show, we do a lot of Race Tech stuff. I like to expand my horizons a little bit and see what's out there. So we went to Factory Connection, and they have a place here in Corona, California. Um, so right now, hold on though. Okay. If you do go there, yeah, and you Google Maps the place. Oh yeah, that's they've good. moved a couple of times. So I, was kinda, <laughs> I went to the wrong spot too. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. But yeah, other than so that, where's it at now? I'm not sure the street, but somewhere in Corona. But there's another place called Factory Connection. They make 
like chick furniture. Stuff. Yeah, furniture or it's like women's clothes or something. Should've That's over there. by Race Tech. Should have went over there and said we were in hot chicks. Nah. Nah. You're out. There wasn't. Oh, you it was went? like a warehouse. Yeah, I, oh. I showed up. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then it was way across the freeway, you know, more towards Ontario Avenue. Okay. And um, I went to their old place, and they moved down the street. Okay. Yeah, so I went three different places. Yeah, so uh, he's right, because I put Google Maps in, it took me to this other place. So just know that. But chances are, you're listening, you're probably going to mail it in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, all right, so the setting that they put in Dallas's bike, let's rip that off to them. Go ahead. You want me to do it? Sure. Okay, so... I don't know where you want to start. The so. fork. Um, they give a base setting, of course. They give you a sheet when you when you pick up your your <clears throat> your suspension. And, again, if you listen to a couple podcasts ago, give them the most information that you can. That is beneficial. Tell them what kind of uh, rider you are. Are you a front-end steering rider? Are you a rear-end steering rider? Where you? Lo- I want more comfort. Um, where at in the stroke? Would you like a little bit more comfort in the beginning of the stroke? Would you like... To squat more, you need to give these suspension companies enough information so they can dial you in. They are not Jesus Christ, the coming of Christ with suspension, okay? Not these guys can't make magic for say, hey man, you can do my suspension, I'm 180 pounds, 5'11, I'm intermediate. Well fuck, man. Give them more information. What kind of rider are you? Are you do you like to steer off the front end? Are you a rear and steering rider? Hey man. Let them know in the beginning of the stroke, it's a little harsh. I get deflection. I would like a little bit of softer initial part of the stroke, but maybe a little bit firmer in the end. Give them fucking information, please, because it helps them. Uh, The spec they gave us was 12 clicks. Okay, we're going to say clicks. Uh, Low speeds, 12. High speeds, 25. I didn't know it was that much. 25. Or was it? Oh, no, 2.5. Okay, I missed the decimal. I was like, what? Didn't sound right. Uh, High-speed comp, 2.5 turns out, okay? So if you got a T-handle or a wrench, you put that on there and follow that long in around. That is one, two, so on and so forth. Trust me, you'd be surprised how many people don't know that. Uh, Rebound, 13 turns out. Uh, The spring rate is 5.5 kg, all right? They gave us a rider sag between 105 to 110, and the nitrogen pressure is at 140. for, for the fork, 12 clicks out, rebound 12 clicks out, 0.51 kg, all right, for the fork spring, and tube height, 2.5 millimeters up, which I agree with. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that after Dallas gives us his opinion, but uh, for me, the, the, the fork height is very important on this bike, and oil level of 361 cc's. So that is where we started. Dallas, give us your impression once you started riding with it, and and the tracks that you went to, the first track I went to was Paris. That was my first time back after my injury. So if you guys aren't familiar with Paris, what is Paris like? Uh, it's clay more, based, more technical, uh, more jumpy, deeper ruts, harder dirt, but soft in the morning. Yeah. but like gets harder based, right? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Oh, <clears throat> uh, that track was a good first place to test. Yep. Um. One of the things that stood out to me is I, I think, um, well, it's my first time back riding, but I went for the back 90 jump. and um, Which is a table. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's pretty much a table. But they had the landing really steep, so I hit it about the same speed I would have before, and I came up short. I think on my old bike, I probably would have deflected and swapped out sideways. This one, 
took the took it really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed straight, you know, bounced all the way to the bottom, and everything was good. So what Dallas is mentioning, if you guys can picture this, um, when you come up short, or even if you over jump a jump, your bike will load. And then as it comes back up, because you've put so much force down and bottomed out, it'll spring up, and chances are very high it'll turn to the right or to the left, which puts you in a tank slapper. You swap out, and that's when you just go, bam, yep, and slap your head down, right? So that, that is not good. So when you get a little bit of a firmer feel, sure, your, your, your light bump absorption is not as good. You get a little bit uh, maybe more of a, a stiffer feel. But those hard impacts when you screw up really help you from getting that swap when you get under load. All right. So Paris, go ahead. Oh, well, I just noticed it, it was really good in the turns. Um, uh, exiting the turns, the um, acceleration bumps, it tracks straight. So what? As for the people listening, what's the first thing you knew? Like when you went out there, besides the, the loading, First, like, initial... Like, what What feeling. did you know? Like, what is better than stock? What? What is this? Where it did felt, my money go? It felt overall, like, stiffer, uh, more hold up, just more... Balance? Con- more. Yeah, the balance was a lot better. So, what about off-throttle coming in a corner? Like, yeah, less pitching. Okay. Yeah, it stayed straight. The, bal- the balance was way better than stock. Right. Um, Comfort? Now that we're we're up in the stroke a little bit, did at it... Paris everything felt pretty good. Okay, comfort. I can, when I go to Glen Helen, that's when my comfort start to go down. That's when you can really feel it. Yes. Okay. So the, what's the next track you went to? Uh, Glen Helen. That's when I was practicing for Trans Am race. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that that was cool because Jacob from Factory Connection was out there trackside support, uh-huh. and he he didn't have anyone he was working with, so I kind of went up to him. And I was like, "Hey, I'm trying to get some settings for, you know, the rougher track that's going to be on this weekend's race." It was probably about two o'clock. So it was later in the day, Glen Helen, and um, you know he worked with me. We we first. Let me see my settings here. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So where did we go at Glen Helen? Did we go stiffer? Did we go softer? Softer. Oh, we went softer. Yes. So for Glen Helen setting, we, instead of twelve out on the fork, on the compression, we went sixteen out. Okay. The rebound went fourteen out. Okay, so a little <clears throat> bit faster, a little bit softer. Yeah. And, and that makes sense for you guys listening to Glen Helen. It's 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 a tough place, right? Because you got hills that you need hold up coming down. So you you want it you don't want it to dive coming down these hills and get low. But everything in the flat area is choppy and fast. So that is why your your rebound is up faster and you're softer, so it follows the ground better. Yes. Um, we did little little bits at a time. You know, first we went compression, then rebound, fork, and then we worked on the shock. Um, I told him I was having like an over. Oversteering like a drift? Like a knife or a push? Uh, explain it. So this is a common thing. Uh, we, me and Dallas talked about this the other day. So oversteer, okay, is you're coming into a corner and it's knifing. That is oversteer. Understeer is push. Okay. So when you have, just think of it. When you oversteer, what happens? It just If you understeer... Yeah, you're pushing, right? You oversteer. That's like, oh, I oversteered it, and I'm now I'm knifing into the rut. Yeah, right. So I, what I was, was thinking doing? more of like the rear end was coming around. Okay, so the rear end's coming around. At what point of the corner? Area two, three, one. Where are we at? Uh, three. So at the end. Yes. So it's starting to drift out. Yes. Okay. So we worked on that with the shock. Um, <clears throat> let me see here. Yeah. 
Great radio. <laughs> you always do that. All right. So on the shock, we went, we stayed, we left the compression the same. Okay. <clears throat> we went out, we stiffened up the rebound. We went 10 out. So you slowed it down. We slowed it down, yes. Yep. Okay. And then what really helped with that, what I was having issues with, was that we went on the high speed. Yep. We went, instead of 2.5, turns out we went full three, okay. and that helped a lot. So it helped it squat down a little bit. Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that would, did that help with deflection a little bit, you know? Yes. Okay. And it also helped what I was getting on <clears throat> some jumps where I'd come in with breaking bumps under the lips. The front end would want to just stay up. Stay up. Okay. So that helped with that okay. issue I was having. Uh, we had a 107 sag. And so when you left Glen Helen, because this is something that I want to know, you don't like Glen Helen. You've expressed this to me. It's not your favorite place to ride. You've ridden there with your bike pre-fracture connection. Yes. Now you're there. At the end of the day, you leave. Do you feel better? I felt a lot better. Okay. Um, I, I felt a lot better even after the factory connection stuff, coming in with this, with their recommended settings, with right. these new settings. And I, read, I wrote them all down, so I felt a lot better and more confident and to be racing on that Saturday. Right. So you, you mentioned this before the pod started. You could push a little bit harder? Yes. Okay, so that is the key thing with the Honda for me. It's tough for me to push. Like when I got to dig into into it in the mid-moto and just maybe slightly just right over my head just a little bit, the Honda never feels like I know what it's going to do. You said, ah, now I kind of have a feeling where I can get in somewhere and I know exactly what it's going to do lap after lap. Yeah, we we worked on a couple sections and we just went over and over and over until we got a setting that and the whole bike mellowed out. It wasn't as busy. Okay. Yeah, so that was a, that was a big plus. You know, I'd do a couple laps mm-hmm. here and there, come back, we'd do that section, work on a on a couple things and and for the people, I don't know if we we didn't cover this. What's your weight ride ability? Uh 170 B B vet. Yeah, vet B. Okay. So and then you leave Glen Helen, got a smile on your face, go have an in and out. Oh yeah. You're happy. No, Chick-fil-A nowadays. Okay, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um you decide, okay, this is this is a good you're gonna leave this setting. What track do you go to next? Kahia and I left the, the track. So I went to Kahia Creek. I, I mean I left the um setting, the Glen Helen setting in there. Which makes sense. So Kahia, guys, uh, is um it's on a hill, but it's not as steep as Glen Helen, obviously, but it's sandier based, but it's still hard underneath. Like, the berms are soft. Anything below the berm is, is pretty hard once you get a, a line going, right? Yeah, and it's not like a normal – it's more like a silt. Yeah, and it's choppy. and I mean, it's fast. Dude. Yeah, and then you, you break through that that first bit of, you know, groomed track, right. and you hit bumps, potholes. Right. You know, and that, that stuff's all – So you funny. left the rebound and everything the same. Yeah, everything the same. <clears throat> I didn't have any – I didn't really have any desire to want to change anything. Everything was working – Really good there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that track, that I don't know if it's that day. It was my first time there. So I don't know if it was that day or if they just had bad prep. I heard a couple of my buddies said the prep was kind of crappy. Okay. But the lips were getting super rutted out, and I've seen a few dudes, probably three guys on one jump, just get bucked and swapped out off the lips. And my bike, you know, I would just have to be precise with what my – Line choice, but 
you know, it would, it would hit a lip and it'd kick, but it would kick straight. Right. So it wouldn't get, you know, all swapped out. And That's, um, that's a good sign because for me, Honda was one of the worst ones in that area. It would feel so rigid and notchy in those areas. And when there's a kicker on a, on a lip, that's somewhere on a track where you want to feel the safest. Like, I want to be able to hit this kicker and I'm not going to be in a, into an endo, right? Yeah. So it calmed that down. Yeah, and seeing those guys go down, like, ah, I don't know if I want to hit that one anymore. Like, Don't ever watch guys that are not that great on bikes. Don't well, some of them, them look pretty good out there. I'm really? like, oh, and then they got tossed. So I made a mistake one day of watching a novice moto, and I was scared for my life to go out to the track. But I was like, oh, my God, the track <laughs> looks gnarly. And then I rode it. I'm like, that's not that bad. Yeah. Um, so having – there's a couple bikes that don't – like I feel safe. Like a KTM, it never – should knock on wood – uh, it never throws me into an endo off of a off of a, a lip. Um, it's always calm in that area. The Yamaha does that to me. The Honda did that to me. So you saying that kind of resonates with me. Like that's a good. That's a good sign because here out in California we get a lot of that double lipped shit. Yeah. So having that, if you can't pre jump that top of that lip, you're gonna have to hit a kicker. So you want to make sure your bike's gonna be even up in the air. Yeah. So. There was another jump on that track too. It was like a step up in the back, and they, it was, you pretty much couldn't downside it. It was really hard. Uh-huh. You'd either have to go over and just land flat, or you'd you know sometimes land on top. But yeah, you you if I come up a little short, you just stay straight and and you know go about my business. But I feel like stock suspension would be what from what I remember it was, you know, pretty squirrely yeah. at times and, and I, unpredictable. You you know you don't know if you're gonna this next time around if it's going to do something different. A lot of time, a lot of get a lot of people ask me, "Hey Kiefer, can I just put springs in the stock valving?" No, not on this bike. You can on other bikes, but for whatever reason we've tried putting a little bit uh going up a spring rate on this valving and although you do get more hold up, it it's a beats the shit out of you. Like it just beats you up. So unless you're super in shape or you're a little bit bigger and you can handle it, like for me, I'm 170 pounds. I feel like I can ride decent, and it just beats me up to where I'm, like, tired in, in 15 minutes. So um, for me, get your stuff valved. If you guys uh, don't want to go to Factory Connection or someone else, just please, for the love of the suspension people out there, give them enough information so they can do the best job for you. And that makes your life a little bit easier as well because that way maybe you don't have to take it back off and ship it to them. You're on one setting. You're on the first setting, and you're like, this is good. Yeah, I would like to get better turning, though. So, okay, that's my next question. If there's something that Factory Connection could improve on with this stuff, where would you want it? Initial tip in on a on a rut. So you think it's it's tough now? Yeah, it doesn't really – I think even before, maybe. It feels sure. about the same as, as how it did before. Maybe I kind of want to – on different tracks, like if I go to Paris or something, I kind of want to maybe go to five out. Five mil out on the on the fork height. So you want to go up? Yeah, maybe see if I can get a little bit better turning in there. Right. So basically, <laughs> that's super easy to do. That will actually help you on the initial lean. That'll give you uh, area two of the corner. That is better. So um, for me, um, going up, I don't go up five. I go to four. And people are going, oh, it's one millimeter. Well, you guys can all suck it because it does make a difference. <laughs> uh, I run my fork flush at Glen Helen. Yeah, I think that would be And if a good anybody that's there. listening that has a faster track and has a Honda, run it flush. And that's the gold part, not the cap. It's another email I get. Well, uh, it ta- if you really look at it, it tapers. 
So you just go right to where it stops tapering. But the color is what people look at, right? Oh, you yeah. have that top silver spot, right? Yeah. Just the very tip, and then you have the gold fork tube. Yeah. It's the tube only is what we're measuring. So fork tube only. Um, drop it flush to that, so all it's sticking out is the cap. And then when you go up to 2.5 or 4, it's the gold tube. And that makes a difference. And what also makes a difference, if you do have a tighter track, ruddier track, you want a little bit better cornering, which chances are you won't uh, because this, the spike corner is really good anyway. It does have a spot, and I, and I nitpick at this, it does have a spot in area two where I feel like it has a, a knot. Um, and a knot to me is when you go to lean, it has good tip in, and then there's like a heavy spot in the middle, and then it falls in. There's just... A weird spot for me that has a little bit of a heavy spot. I feel like it falls in towards the end better. Yes. So for me, how to get rid of that, if you guys are feeling that, I raise my sag up. I go to 107. You're at 107? What do you yeah. Say? I go 105. Try 105, and that helps that area. If you're going to faster tracks, then you're going to want 106, 107. Drop that fork tube down to 2.5 to flush, and that'll help calm that bike down. But... The Honda is a very finicky machine. Track toughness is better in 21, but it's not the best bike out there. There's very positive points to the Honda. When I ride Hondas in a soft day, ruddy, I have a lot of fun. It's so good when it's soft and ready. Like Summer times at Glen Helen, I'm like, mother fuck. <laughs> Things beat my ass. Yeah. So setting it up helps. Torque specs help. Factory, factory connections seem to help us here. So that's good news. So what I like about Factory Connection, and I'll, and I'll tell you guys this, and I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I called them, man, I would say beginning of January. And I said, hey, man, I want to do a story. Can you guys, uh, can I drop my stuff off? Can we do you know, a couple test days? And he's like, man, I'd love to do it with you, Kiefer, but I don't have any good settings right now. I'm working on that. Dude, that tells me right there from a suspension company, they're not in there just making the money and getting your shit and throwing some valving in it. And they're like, here you go, man. Hope it works because, let's face it, probably 60 to 70% of the people aren't going to call back and get their shit redone. Yeah. They're just like, all right, this is what I got. Eh, it's pretty good, whatever. They'll probably be biased about it too and just think it's better. Right. It's a placebo, right? So Factory Connection said, man, wait a while. I waited two months. And I go, are we ready yet? And he's like, yeah, send it in. So they had someone testing getting some settings, so I know they have a good base, right? So I like that in a company that actually has some testing background and not just going to say, yeah, man, send it in, we'll throw some shit on there, and then, you know, here you go. They did some research. They got some stuff. Um, they even have some better internals that they're using, so you can ask them about that. Um, we didn't put any coatings or anything on. I'm sure Dallas would have loved that. Oh, man. I've been wanting to get some coatings. I, I was telling myself. You're looking at my A-Kit shit going, oh, yeah. I know. I think when I go get my stuff serviced, the oil, yeah. I might get some coatings. Like what kind? Just don't go black or anything, are you? I don't want to do blue. Oh, but I'm talking about the outers. No. You're not going to do outers, like the Kashima. No, I'll just do the bottom. You're just going to do like the, the nitride. Yeah. Okay. And and let me let me tell you about the nitride. So when you go to the Wii, there's nitride on that. It makes the action smoother, which makes the fork move more. So it feels softer. I just did a test with KYB recently. Same thing. Nitride coating makes it feel softer. I had to stiffen up my setting a little bit. So everything that you do to your motorcycles, people, affects something. Please, for the love of God, know this. 
I, I love helping everybody, Dallas, but man, it is tough sometimes. I mean, I did something like this, and it, my bike's all jacked up. Yeah, you changed it. What do you want? Like, it's going to affect something else. So you're going to do some coatings? You don't know? You can't test? You don't know any better? Cool. Awesome. But if you know some shit and you get your bike back and it has some coatings on it now, I'm like, it's going to move a little bit more. It's going to feel softer. So maybe compensate that for some clickers. Maybe tell Factory Connection, hey, man, maybe kind of give them a little bit stiffer of a setting because we're putting this. Ask them. Speak. Yeah, that makes sense. I know you're a big communicator, so I don't know if you're going <laughs> to tell them I that. know, I know it helped up with a lot with the stictions, but I don't know if it would be that drastic of a change where you need it. It moves a lot. Like if you rode the Wii and rode your bike back-to-back, you would like stock form, mm-hmm. you would feel it. So that's the difference. So Factory, factory Connection did a good job. Um, I don't have the pricing here offhand, or do we? Nope. Um, if you guys want the pricing, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll get you the ballpark figure of what we spent. And, hey, I can even get you in contact with someone down there. But um, they did a good job for us. And what I'm going to do, I've ridden with Racetech. I've ridden with Enzo. And I've ridden with – actually, you've ridden with us. So you can join in. You've ridden with Factory Connection. I would like to get uh, – Well, I've ridden with Enzo too, but it was right. on a different bike. I would like to get a couple of us and do a podcast and compare. That's something that I've always been wanting to do is almost do like a valving shootout because everyone has their own style, right? You're a different rider than me. Get four or five dudes. Get three to four companies. Same bike. Oh, right? that would be good, yeah. And see who likes what better and with all different styles of riding, right? Yeah, that would be me, really good. To me, that's cool. Like who has – and maybe it's not who has the best setting, but – who has a setting that works for a wide, broad range of people? That's, that's cool to me. Who has the most track toughness in their setting? That's, that's key to me. So maybe we'll do that here once I, I get... Uh, like, That'd be a good idea. I think a lot of people like that. I'm sure MXA will do it now. Probably. If they do it, people, tell me. You heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? No, not really. Um, I know. That Are you happy with your purchase of your Honda? I love it. Okay. Yep. I'd buy another one if, if I. How much do you own your Honda now? Nine. Uh, an eighty-seven. Oh, we're getting down there. <clears throat> yep. We're getting down enough where you could sell it and pay it off. Yeah. Well, I could sell it right now and pay it off because it's worth more than. You think you get that much for it? You think you get nine k for it? Yeah, easy right now. <sighs> easy. It's clean too. It's clean, no doubt about that. You yeah. take care of your shit. Yeah, with the way the prices are right now, and especially how rare that bike is, some Joe blow out there would buy it. Honda looks Honda looks good, man. You love fucking with the mic, don't you? So I can get some water. Do you know that picks up? People are listening right now and go, "What is that guy doing?" See this? See his marks? That's Dallas marks right there. <laughs> 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 don't complain to me, people. If you hear, that's Dallas. That's me. <laughs> All right. Well. You guys want to uh, hit me up and know anything else about a Honda? You guys know the email, Dallas. What's your email again for the skip plate? D done photo at yahoo.com. Again, so that's D U N N. D U N N. Correct. Yes. Dallas, uh, you guys probably know Dallas from my website and Racer X. Does a lot of good photos. Big drone guy now. He gets oh, kicked shit. out of nationals, so that's fun to talk about. Dallas got so in trouble from Davey and uh, MX Sports because. <laughs> He flew a drone over Paula <laughs> National. He didn't know that it wasn't like a, a, an illegal thing to do for the FFA. 
I didn't know that either, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know. You can't fly it over events? I knew you couldn't fly it over like a stadium, like Supercross, but out there. Uh, so Brandon from MX Sports called him and said, hey, man, uh, don't come back to these nationals for the rest of the year. <laughs> I was bummed. <laughs> Dallas felt so bad he called me. I was doing something, and Dallas, like, I'm like, why is Dallas calling me three fucking times? Like, what's going on? Someone die? And he calls me, and he's like this. I'm like, hello? Hey. Uh, yeah, what's up, man? Brandon, call me from MX Sports. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. He was so bummed out. Oh, man. Hey, that's why uh, we call him D3. Dallas Dunn Drones. Yep. D3. But he takes good photos, excellent photographer, rides good. BMX is insane. What, dun- what don't you do good? You do a lot of things. I wish I was as talented as you in a lot of things. Like, I'm only good at one thing. Well, I don't do podcasts that good. Okay, there you go. There you go. You should start your own podcast. Quiet time with Dallas Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking just dead air. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be good. All right, guys. Well, this has been the Kiefer Tested Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com podcast. Please support all of my advertisers. My wife's in the studio now. She's looking at me with a fierce look. So please help me stay alive in my own household and purchase things from these advertisers because they're great people. They have great products. As always, we have an open-door policy here. If you guys think I'm full of shit, you like what what I'm doing over here, you think Dallas is weird, think my wife's mean, email me. We're an open book here. We can take it. We got thick skin over here. Let's do it. Um, Again, if you guys want to see some different tests, I can't ride right now, so I'm trying to do some different things. I have a backlog of stuff that I am writing for keyforinktesting.com that I've already had, so... We're good there. But if you guys want to do something a little bit different in this podcast, hit me up. We can do that. I'm open to suggestions. We should do, like, interviews. Interviews? Interviews. Like one with Carson. When did you do that? Carson FXR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You I listened to talking, that one. I thought you were talking about Muffy. Was that, was that informational for yeah, you? Yeah. It was good. It was something different. Right. So I, what I think I'm going to do next is go to Jamie or Chad, and we're going to do the the top common problems for each motorcycle that, that they see. Awesome. Because they see a lot of shit, right? That I don't normally see. So getting one of these guys in studio or on the phone, be like, hey man, what do you see a lot with the Kawasaki? You know, what what happens? So I really would like to do that. I think that'll be we're a techie podcast, right? We're we're taking a break with Coffee with the Kiefers. Why? Uh, it just hasn't been the right time right now. I'm hurt. Oh, okay. I'm kicking rocks around here. Sandy on here. I've been trying to get her on. Sandy ain't going to talk. She ain't gonna you talk. two together, I, it'd be silence. We're good when when we're around each other, but you're you're good. She gets shy. Uh, would it be Would it be that? <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Sandra and Dallas's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> would it be that way? Oh, she'd probably be talking a lot of shit about me. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for joining us. I will see you next week. Guess what? Uh, 22s are coming. KTM 250. I know before I even finish the sentence. It's the same bike. I understand that. We're going to do some settings. We're going to talk about some hop-up things, and we're going to talk about 22s that are coming up. So KTM's always the first ones to have their bikes out. I know it's only June. Um, you guys are going to have to wait a little bit while on the Hondas and the Yamahas. And uh, I think there's some big news from Kawasaki. I can't indulge right now, but that's pretty fun. To, uh, we're going to talk about that. So 22s are coming out. We're going to have a lot of good podcasts and a lot of information here. So stick with us, keyforinktesting.com. And, of course, 
racerx.com, racerx online. You guys want to watch some videos? That's the video side of things, what we do here. And, of course, Pulp MX, different stuff over there as well than you see here or racerx. So stay tuned to all three things. We're busy this summer. Enjoy each other. Talk to you guys later.